Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show because we're kicking off 1994 month at F This Movie in celebration of F This Movie Fest 2024. We're doing a show on Street Fighter, which means I'm joined for this very special 1994 Street Fighter episode by the man who just wants to eat, Adam Risky. Listeners, I just received new orders. <laughs> Consider it your wake-up call. <laughs> uh, welcome, Adam. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's the February Sci-Fi Fantasy Fuck-Up. It really is. Yeah. Uh, we had to pivot last minute to make the, the 94 thing work. Yeah, to those of you who graciously commented, do Tank Girl. Yeah. June. <laughs> it was going to be Tank Girl. It was going to be Tank Girl, but in, Ju- in during June's exploitation, we will get to Tank yeah. Girl. Which means there's going to be a Kangaroo Day during June's exploitation. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. A Rachel Talalay Day. So many people are going to watch Warriors of Virtue, <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. Uh, is that it? <laughs> Does Curious George have a kangaroo? Any of the Winnie the Pooh movies, I think. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, my God. Production value. (laughs) (laughs) That's my diabetes monitor going off, everyone. Oh. Was it something I said? It was. Shit. (laughs) Because you're just so sweet. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're giving me diabetes. Um, I mean, thanks, buddy. At this movie fest, 2024 has been announced. Mm -hmm. Celebrating the films of 1994. On February 24th, join us online on Twitter. We're going to tweet our way. Oh, boy. This is the first time I've done this. <laughs> so we're going to tweet our way through The Mask. Yes. And then Stargate. And then Terminal Velocity. And then Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy and then Time, Time Cop. Cop. And then Speed. Woo! The films. of Those are the only six movies that came out in 1994. We're covering them all. The only six. Yeah. It so. was a weird year because, in the sense that there's a lot of like seminal 1994 movies, but they're all like prestige Yeah. And like wouldn't be good to tweet through. No. Instead, so. we went with Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy, I've never seen, so I'm looking forward It's going to be fun. It. It's yeah. 80 minutes, and hence... It made the cut. There we go. Because I learned my lesson. Last year, I had a hard time picking movies, and then I picked a bunch of movies that were like a little over two hours, okay. and I didn't want to, because we our last movie was Return of the Jedi, and it started at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. It was like a crazy long day. Yeah. So I thought, let's shorten it up a little. Hence, Hudsucker not making the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Airheads was maybe going to make the cut, but then uh, it's not streaming anywhere except yeah. for Hulu. It's not even rentable. Mm-hmm. I feel good about Cabin Boy. I got a game. Okay. Okay. So we'll get to 1994. Is this the jigsaw like section of the... It is. But okay. I think this is a good game. Okay. So I bought a bunch of movies at Half Price Books. I love this Before game. I got here. Yeah. So I'm going to take the stack out, and you have to make an F This Movie Fest lineup of six movies from the From the stack? stack? Okay. I could probably do it. Okay. All right. So first off, we've got... This game is called the Half Price Books game. (laughs) If you fail to play this game... Oh my gosh, this one's sealed. A four-movie set of Presumed Innocent, The Fugitive, Firewall, and The Mosquito Coast. (laughs) Which of those do you not own already? Um, I have a janky 
presumed innocent that's like got water damage and is falling apart and the disc plays even worse than the packaging yikes so i need that okay firewall is this presumed innocent in widescreen because i think i don't know i think the 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 snapcase one is full frame i think yeah it definitely looks like hot garbage it looks like it was shot by the same cinematographer as widescreen baby yeah it looks like don't tell mom the babysitter's dead (laughs) um i've never seen the mosquito coast okay and firewall is just an old favorite well yeah so okay so i got that okay i got absolute power because i haven't seen it in a long time love it i mean i don't but it's clint yeah I got a three-movie triple Holy feature shit. of The Cutting Edge, The Man in the Moon, and Shag the Movie. Because I've never seen Shag the Movie. You are going to fall in the... Well, I don't want to put pressure on you okay. to love Shag the Movie. Yeah. But it's like prime Gish, prime Bridget Fonda. Kate's? Prime Kate's? Uh, Kate's is great. Yeah. But... It's it's tough to be prime Kate's. We have yeah, Gish and Fonda before Kate's. I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah. And I want to, just like you don't want to oversell Shag to Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I don't want to oversell Steel to you, but that's some good gish. <laughs> You've said that, and that makes me want to watch. She's uh, in a wheelchair with rockets. Yeah. And she's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then uh, I got a three-movie Spike Lee set. This is kind of amazing. Um I wanted Get on the Bus because I like Get on the Bus. I've never seen it. Uh, school Days, I have never really warmed to. Yeah. She Hate Me's terrible, so I will not watch that again. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. I think it's really bad. Three Spike Lees for five bucks, though? Yeah. That's incredible. And it's sealed. And it's sealed. Um, this is... I got Open it. Water because it's an 04. Okay. And I felt like re-watching it, and it was four bucks. Yeah. And then I got The Sure Thing. What? Because I, I, I want to keep it forever. Yeah. Because I love should. that movie. That movie's amazing. I saw that movie, I remember, when I was recuperating from having my wisdom teeth taken out, and I was just like, worth it, worth it. I, that's so funny, because yeah. I f- maybe first saw it in high school. Yeah. When, okay, okay. Sorry. Is it the Beaties? It's the Beaties. <laughs> you want to take care of it? I mean, I will probably have to, uh... It's fine, everyone. Um, I'll I'll riff. So guess what, everyone? I love you. <laughs> um, okay. I wanted to see a movie in theaters so bad this weekend. No, nah. nothing. There's just absolutely nothing. Uh, I did see a movie at the Draft House. Yeah, but it was an old movie. It was an old movie. I saw an old movie too. Well, yeah, that yeah. counts. No, it doesn't. You wanted to see a new movie in theaters? I do want to see a new movie in theaters, but there's nothing to see. No. No. Argyle? No. No. Even IGN is like, don't see Argyle. <laughs> I could do it for BDH. Uh, when I watched The Sure Thing, I think for the first time it was mm-hmm. in high school and I was getting over mono. And uh, so this was my recuperating movie as yeah. well. And I watched it like twice in a row. I watched it once. And then rewound the tape and watched it again. Okay. All right. I yeah, I love that. Thanks. I love that. <laughs> okay. So, all right. I okay. Was, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. No, it's funny. You, <laughs> you rewound the tape and watched it again. Because I watched it after yeah. when I was getting better with mono, just like you yeah. watched it getting better from your wisdom teeth. What I'm saying is 
the sure thing has healing properties. I had mono in junior high, and I remember that I watched like one of those Goosebumps specials on yeah. Fox because it was right around Halloween. Yeah. And it was the weekend that Powder and Vampire in Brooklyn came out, and I wanted to see Vampire in Brooklyn, but I had mono. Okay. And I remember for some reason that Joan Osborne's What If God Was One Of Us song was popular. So that mm-hmm. is something I associate with mono all mm-hmm. the time. So anytime I hear the song, mm-hmm. which luckily is not very often, <laughs> I get mono. <laughs> um, okay. So I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go through this. Just say yes or no. Should this make the cut of okay. six of this stack? Okay. All right. The sure thing. Yes. Okay. Open water. No. Okay. School days get on the bus or she hate me. No. Okay. The cutting edge, man in the moon, and shag. Yes. Okay. Absolute power. Yes. Presumed innocent, the fugitive, firewall, mosquito coast. Yes. Okay. All right. I might have shot myself in the foot because that's only four Okay. Movies. But d- luckily these are multi-movie sets. I almost have to include these other two, but... Okay, why don't we include one movie <laughs> from each of these? Okay. Okay, so okay. we got six. Yeah. Okay. Which of the Fords are you picking? Fugitive. Okay. Which of the... Shag? Shag. Okay. Hi, Absolute bro. power. Thank you, bro. You want to say hi? Say hi, Charlie. Hi. Say thanks for listening to <laughs> this movie. Thanks for listening to this movie. Oh, there perfect. it is. Thank you. Nice. Four decibels. Or <laughs> yeah. Kids growing up. Thank you, my bro. <laughs> no problem, bro. Thank you, bro. All right. Which of these uh, Spike Lee joints? As weird as it is, I got to go school days. Okay. And then open water. All right. So what's, what's, what's kicking us off? I think the sure thing probably. Or shag. No, shag needs to be buried a little deeper. Okay. Well, what's your uh, Fugitive's the headliner. Okay, Fugitive's, Fugitive's the headliner. Headlining. That's sixth. Um, Absolute power, I think, makes sense either in like three or five. Five. Okay, five. Yeah. This is a fun game for Shag everybody. is four. Shag is the discovery pick? Yeah. Okay, Shag is four. Um, Open water, school days, sure thing. We're going to go sure thing one. Okay. School days two. Okay. Open water three. All right. So everybody, if you can't wait for F this movie fest, <laughs> the sure thing, school days, open water, shag the movie, absolute power, the fugitive. Love it. Uh, hashtag can't wait for F this movie fest and tell us how it's going. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to play a game. <laughs> it's called Half Price Books Fest. <laughs> H-P-P. Hashtag HPB Fest, mm-hmm. which is different from hashtag HPV Fest. Do you think John Kramer goes to have price books to sell his traps? <laughs> <laughs> you would get okay, okay. This is fun that yeah. we're having this. Mm-mm. I recently started where it would recently, like a few months ago, started wearing a Dexcom monitor, folks, yeah. which uh, monitors my blood sugar constantly because I have diabetes and. Uh, Listen, sometimes it goes low, and then I need to drink a Coke. Your health is important. <laughs> it's more important than this podcast. I, let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> Trust me. I've been around for a while. I care more about your health oh, than this podcast. Oh, thank you. If it was like Tank Girl, I would have said push through. <laughs> <laughs> and you say that having not 
yet seen Tank Girl, Yeah, because I've been patient. Yeah. Obviously, I've been patient for <laughs> 29 years, <laughs> but now I'm impatient. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, hey, Adam. Hi. Have you seen anything good lately? I have. All right. Um, so... Uh, I saw the game for the first time. Nice. I went to the movie theater. It was at the music box. They were doing the a revival hit- house. Yeah, they were doing like a Hitchcock and Friends type of movies, sort of Hitchcockian inspired. Yeah. Uh, Neo Hitchcock. Neo yeah. Neocock. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which can also be glimpsed if you pause the Matrix <laughs> Reloaded. At roughly 17 minutes and 30 seconds. When Harold Perrineau goes, yes! <laughs> you can see a dick. And I, anyways, yeah. um, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I should stop there. All right, yeah. so, yeah, I saw the game. I had never seen it before. I was happy that I saw it in a the theater. Can um, I ask a nerd question? Of course. 35 or DCP? Uh, I was 35. Nice! Yeah. I'm kind of a 35 guy. No, I... If it says DCP, unless I've got, like, nothing else to do, I probably will stay home if it's the music box, because it's a drive. I was just talking about this with Mike the other day. Yeah. I would have tried really hard to go see Blowout as part of that series. They originally said it was going to be 35, and then they changed it to DCP. DCP. Yeah. I was like, well, I could probably watch a Blu-ray. Yeah. Even that's, though the, that's what I did. the 35 probably would not have looked... As good as the DCP. Yeah. It was super cold that weekend. Oh, that was that weekend? That was that yeah, weekend. Yeah, no. yeah that it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it's like, it's negative four. Let's go outside. <laughs> Maybe not. No. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Talk uh, about the game. Yeah. So, um, I that like... That reminds me. <laughs> the game is my favorite movie. Is it? It's Jigsaw's favorite because movie. Because you want to play a game? <laughs> yes. I, was, I knew where you were going. Okay, I wasn't sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yes, handing you, and you it's were just my like my favorite Fincher film. <laughs> I don't believe that my actual favorite Jigsaw film would be a Fincher guy. Is Pain and Gain? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is Jigsaw's favorite director? Uh, uh, I can't even yes and this. I'm guessing he's kind of like a. Like somebody you wouldn't expect, where he's just like, I love Ava DuVernay. <laughs> Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wes Anderson. <laughs> uh, he's meticulous like me. <laughs> um, anyways, so I like the game more as a fan of Michael Douglas, and he's really good in it, than I am as a David Fincher movie. Yeah. Um, I knew what the twist was, um, so... I'm kind of glad because if I made it to the end of the movie and that was the conclusion, I probably would have been a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. I think that it's – besides all of the events that are happening, being far-fetched and he would surely die <laughs> and there's no way that like anybody – like what, what how, how does this work? Like does the game company call up and they're just yeah. like, hey – can we use your hotel for a shooting? <laughs> like stuff like that. Like, can we borrow that? Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But just emotionally from a character standpoint, he jumps off of a building, lands on a big airbag. Yeah. He's picked off the airbag by Michael Massey, which is pretty cool. Sure. Um, and then 
he just has a party like it's his birthday party and everything's normal and i'm just like that's a hard one to come down from yeah you would be like I literally just so amped like just look at Sam Worthington from Man on a Ledge. He yes. he ran at least for a little <laughs> bit, but um, yeah. And you were just you would just be pissed off. You would be pissed off. Yeah. You would not want to have a party. You would not be like, oh shucks, you guys are good actors. This was my feeling in '97 when I saw the movie. I was yeah. like, what a roller coaster of emotions Michael Douglas has just gone through. A suicide attempt. Yeah. Followed by. Just kidding, bro. Yeah. This has all been staged, mm-hmm. followed by let's have a party. It makes way more sense that he kills Sean Penn and he's just like, oh my God, this was the whole, this was a charade. Yeah. And like he's broken and then they look stupid because they went too far. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but it has a good sequence where the song White Rabbit is pl- is like blaring in his house. And I'm convinced that White Rabbit will drag any movie to three stars because <laughs> it's an amazing song and it's always super threatening. Yeah. So I liked it for the most part. As okay. a Sunday matinee, it was, it was good. I had a good time. Yeah. It's not a good movie, but it's, I had a good time. <laughs> is it a lower half Fincher for you? Yeah. I'd a lot of people like, swear it's Fincher's best. It's not. No. Um, I agree with you, but I can't argue with those people. Top Fincher. Yeah. And this has actually become controversial, and I can't believe it. Yeah. Number one for me by far is seven. Interesting. Yeah. Number two is Zodiac. Yeah. Social Network three, but I could go either way on those two. Okay. Um. But yeah, I like like Alien 3 more than I used to. Okay. The game is fine. <laughs> Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I like the acting more than I like the movie. Sure. Uh, Fight Club is an, a young man's movie. Yeah, yeah that. Manx blows. <laughs> Benjamin Button blows. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. What am I Gone Girl? Gone Girl. I, I've never been like the biggest Gone Girl guy, but okay. I haven't seen it all that much. I like, yeah. I like it enough. Yeah. It's better than the game. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, and then I went to a matinee yesterday to see Malcolm X on 35 millimeter. That was really cool. It's part of a series, uh, for movies, uh, celebrating black history month at the music box. So this was the first movie. So if you're local, they're also playing the last dragon and Eve's Bayou and barbershop and love Jones. Love Jones is playing during the super bowl. So if you don't want to go watch the super bowl, you can watch love Jones. That's a pretty good series. Yeah, it is a good series. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a really big fan of Malcolm X. I always was like, yeah, it's his second best movie. Agreed. This is the first time where I haven't thought, cause I watched do the right thing again about two, three weeks ago. This is the first time where I was just like, oh, there's definitely a separation between one and two because I was just like, it's really close. And yeah. now I'm just like, no, it's definitely do the right thing. Okay. And then Malcolm X. But um, Denzel Washington obviously is incredible in so the movie. Good. I love it because, and I've said this before, so I apologize for repeating myself, but like biopics need to have like some kind of a thesis. And that's why you're using this person's life to tell. Yeah. Some kind of a message or yeah, a yeah. thesis or an opinion or a point of view. Yeah. Those are synonyms. <laughs> um, uh, synonyms. Synonyms. Yeah. Synonyms. Synonyms. Yeah. Well, no. 
That's yeah. not even a word. Those are those are words that mean the same thing. Cinnamon, but are different synonym. words. Synonym. Yeah. Cinnamon. Is that like a theater warm up? <laughs> red leather, yellow leather. Exactly. Red leather, yellow leather. I definitely needed one because I'm talking like a moron. Today. <laughs> this is like not good. I feel like I'm having. We're going to record this whole I'm thing. Having, Do not worry. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, so, I uh, yeah, I always was like, okay, Malcolm X is like a really good story about how much a man can change over his life just in terms of his ideologies and like who he is and what he's about and everything like that. And I found it really interesting. I was talking to my friend after the movie and I said, like, I can't say this without it sounding stupid, but I really kind of appreciate that I was growing up at a time when Spike Lee was so prolific at a young age, he it was like giving me a lot of credit for like keeping up with like okay. you know do the right thing, Jungle Fever, Malcolm yeah. X, yeah. get on the bus. Yeah, uh, I mean it's just a, a lot of stuff that like you know I was in grade school. I wasn't thinking about this stuff, but it was right. just like oh okay, like this is it helped me grow as a person, as a film goer. <laughs> What's the first Spike Lee movie that's like? Um... I don't know, but like didn't feel important. It's a good question. Right? Um, Not because like, because every Spike Lee. Like where it was more like commercial. Maybe. Like to start with and then. Yeah. Because as a movie fan, every Spike Lee movie feels important. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could maybe argue Crooklyn or. 94. He got game. Okay. Yeah, because I think like all the other ones are kind of more like socially. Right. And not so much just like character studies. Right. Uh, I mean, even She's Gonna Have It doesn't feel like socially important. Yeah. And that's where he starts. But then as soon as he does do the right thing, it's like Spike Lee is the issue guy. Yeah, he didn't have the expectation yet. Right. With, like he right. was still kind of forming himself as an artist right. like with those first two movies and everything like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just great to see malcolm x in a theater and just i'm jealous uh i miss early 90s warner brothers yeah they're so good yeah it was just like clearly a studio run by somebody who loved movies and just like, like now cared about movie stars <laughs> cared about directors just like now just like now he cares about them so much he yeah. doesn't want the world to see their mistakes exactly so he deletes them from the servers mm-hmm. he's just like i love write-off so much <laughs> He's just like he sees a movie and he's like, I'm gonna write this off so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um and then before I get into like the ninety fours. Yes. And the two thousand fours. Okay, so I watched uh The World Is Not Enough again, which is celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary Happy this year. Anniversary. And this was my first time seeing it since uh since opening 99. night. Okay. Ninety nine. AMC, big theater. People were throwing popcorn in the air. Wow. I saw sparklers. It, it was amazing. that Sunday and it yeah. wasn't in one of the big ones. Oh it was in God. like the bigger of the smalls. Yeah. Like at the end of the hallway. Biggie you know Smalls. What I'm Biggie Smalls. Biggie it was, Smalls. I saw it at Biggie Smalls' house. Oh, nice. And, and I was like, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. <laughs> Can't, Can't you, you see? see? <laughs> Sometimes this bond is kind of <laughs> crappy. Uh, <laughs> I like the world is not. All enough. right. No, here, here's the thing. Okay. I just don't like Brosnan as Bond. Yeah. Um, and GoldenEye and World... Like, I, I wasn't sure 
if my opinion that I don't know why I'm talking so slow today. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not. A, I'll talk extra fast. It's weird. I'm if not, I don't pass out from are you my sure? blood sugar I'm not dropping. A blood sugar drought. <laughs> I feel like we both are. You're having like a sympathy <laughs> blood sugar drought. Yeah, that's what they so. call it. Also, a blood sugar drought. Really? <laughs> we're, we're like dark crystal dream fasting with each other. I'm more of the skexy. Yeah, I'm like, and you're the mystic. You're ET, and I'm. <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> that boy. Yeah. The kid, you know. <laughs> I'm just like, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good content. Um, anyways. So I always was like, okay, GoldenEye is my favorite of the Brosnans, but okay. I wasn't sure because I've heard like a lot of people say, like, no, the world is not enough is maybe the best one. Mm. And I was tricked at first because that opening <laughs> sequence is by far the best of the Brosnan series. Okay. Remind me like, what the opening is. It's like a speedboat and then they usually oh, yeah, like yeah. Repe- he yeah. like repels down from a building. There's like the speedboat, there's the hot air balloon and yeah. it drops free when it explodes and yeah. stuff. It's amazing. It's pretty fun. It's really, really good. Um, I think the Bond girls in it are really good. I yep. like Sophie Marceau a lot. I think Denise Richards is yeah. actually pretty good in that movie. Now that you might get some pushback. Not from me. I don't care. Because we did a podcast on it and I, I stood up for Denise Richards. You should. Yeah. Because she's not bad in it. I agree. Yeah. It's not her fault they named her Christmas Jones. It's, it, it, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but my thing with the Brosnan Bond movies is... They have like a lot of good moments and like a good se- like ten minutes here and there, but it's like real sluggish. Okay. It's like me right now, just like <laughs> not, I don't know. They don't have the tangy zip of Miracle Whip, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is like a, one of those weird ones that's directed by Michael Apted, who yeah. like isn't known for making action movies. I just I don't know how they landed on like the Up guy. Yeah. To direct their Bond movie. But I think he does a decent job with it. And I think Robert Carlyle is like an interesting villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the whole like I can't feel pain idea. I like Sophie Marceau. I like no. I like Christmas Jones. Not the name yeah. Christmas Jones, but I like Denise Richards. I do too. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, maybe this explains why I'm so off today. Okay. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I had like the worst panic attack I've ever had in my entire know. life. Um, and then I was just like, okay, trying to calm myself down. But then I also had to live and die in LA and it was due back to the library. (laughs) So I was just like, well, I got to watch it. And I would just like, I didn't feel like I watched to live and die in LA. I feel like I lived to live and die in LA. (laughs) Like their struggles and their agita became mine. And I'm just like, I'm in over my head right now. Um, I had seen it before, but not for a long time. That movie's unbelievable yeah it sure is it's so good and i just it feels so dangerous like while you're watching it it just will do anything people like they get shot in the head with like shotguns and they're showing it yeah and it's just like fuck yeah and it it doesn't like release tension it makes you even more scared for your life watching it as a viewer yeah but i yeah i just love that movie i think it's like doesn't get enough credit in the William Friedkin canon. In recent years, and maybe it's just film Twitter, you know, yeah. like I feel like people are sticking up for it or, yeah. or seeing it finally and being like, oh my gosh, this movie's so good. But I think it's like up there with Exorcist French Connection. Yeah. Like, I think it's that good. It's it's like in my top 
three Friedkins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, and the soundtrack, Wang Chung. Wang Chung, baby. So good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, it's cool, too, because my association with Wang Chung was always everybody have fun tonight. And, like, I associated it with, like, being a kid and going to, like, Pizza Hut for birthday parties. And I know that wasn't what they were doing. Yeah. But I was just, like, that was playing in my brain when I would go to, like, kid parties at Pizza Hut. Not at McDonald's, but only yeah. Pizza Hut. And I'd be, like, running around with, like, little foot Land Before Time puppets on my hands. And they're just, like, are you, they're like, are you special? And I'm just, like, yeah. Well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, do you know what movie prominently features Dance Hall Days by Wang Chung at a party scene? Valley Girl? The Sure Thing. Oh, The Sure Thing. That's yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Daphne Zuniga, would you like to play a game? <laughs> We're going to learn how to shotgun a beer. Movie's so good. <laughs> um, okay, and then I watched a couple of fours. Yeah, you did. Because it's 2024, so I'm celebrating the 20th anniversary of a bunch of movies. 2K replay every week at fthismovie.com. Not every week. Just about. Most weeks. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I am a Some weeks. I am a one trick At fthismovie.com. <laughs> I am a lazy boy. Oh, not at all. I that am, was not the point that I was making. I am making it for myself. <laughs> I am a chair. I am a lazy boy. Um, so in between 2K replays, I'll like say, okay, well, what came out in January of 2004? Because like I'll watch whatever those are, yeah. and then now I'm on the February ones. Okay. So for January, I watched Win a Tate. Uh, Win a Tate. <laughs> Win a Tate, <laughs> win a date with Tate Donovan. Blood sugar drought. Yeah, I watched. Win a if date. you won a date with Tate Donovan, would you like gently turn it down? Would you be like, oh, I'm good? Yeah, I'd be like, pass. I probably wouldn't even. <laughs> he's be the poor man's DB Sweeney. Let's he, be honest. He's in a he's in a Tales from the Crypt episode that I watch all the time. Which one? It's called Operation Friendship, and it's supposed to be like one of the worst ones. That's but the for guy some reason movie I about really... our relationship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for some reason, I really like it. It's also got like Peter Dobson from The Frighteners oh, no. playing like Drop Dead Fred in it. <laughs> oh, no. I don't understand why I like it, but like it makes me feel safe. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It's like a way that I could like decompress on Fridays. Like I've watched, I watched, I went through a stage where I watched it like every Friday for about a month. It's time for Operation Friendship. It's very weird. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so I watched to win a date with Tad Hamilton. Yeah. And it's weird because like Topher Grace is supposed to be like the guy next door so to speak in it okay. and like the guy that Kate Bosworth should be with and she shouldn't be distracted by Josh Dumal and his movie stardom but Topher Grace by evidence of the movie only yeah. I don't know what happened before the movie but he is just like a snipey jerk and I don't want her to be with him okay. so like I don't necessarily think that she's right with Tad Hamilton yeah but she shouldn't be with snipey jerk Topher Grace either. She should be with Tate Donovan. Exactly. Yeah. And they all work at like a pigwee a pigwee. A piggly wiggly. And it just made me wish I was watching Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> I saw they did like a sneak preview of Win a Date with Tad Hamilton back yeah. in 2004, maybe late 2003 cuz it came out so early, right? Yeah. Um that's the first and last time I saw it. My memory is that like 
Jennifer Goodwin, an actor I'm like kind of mixed on, yeah. was the more interesting person in the movie. Yeah, I don't really like her that much. No, but I'm like, with you. Yeah, so I don't know. But I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because Kate Bosworth, I've seen her in movies where she's good, but yeah. like this is one where she's just kind of sunny and there's really right. not a whole lot else. Right. And yeah, the movie's kind of like that too. It's just like there. Yeah. The only thing that's good about it is Gary Cole, which I could say about a lot of movies. Most things Gary that he's Cole in. is awesome. Including I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, that's just a solid <laughs> movie. Maybe that's why I'm so dumb right now. Um, the, the uh, it's like residual effect of saying Operation Friendship and I'll Be Home for Christmas too many times. I gotta talk to a VP tomorrow. I gotta get my shit together. Oh boy. Anyways. So, um, and then I watched Against the Ropes. Okay. So Charles S. Dunn directed it, which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, it's a Meg Ryan boxing movie. She's not the boxer. She's the manager. Right. And it's mainly about her facing the sexism of the boxing industry mm. and the male-dominated kind of you know angles of it and them not giving her a chance. But the thing that I thought was so interesting about it was... She's very successful. She manages Omar Epps as a boxer, which is a little weird because he's supposed to be, he's acting like he's like 20, okay, but he's clearly 35 years old. Okay. Um, so it's a little weird in that sense, but um, I like that the movie kind of takes the angle of she's successful and then it's more about them tearing her down and like she makes a mistake for sure because she's sort of like becomes the center of attention and not her boxer because of her story. Okay. But then she's like very kind of, I don't know, like she just uh. becomes a jerk once she gets uh. sort of famous. Okay. Um, And it's sort of about like how a woman can't make one mistake. Like if a man did this, like it would be like, oh, he's so brash and confident. But like this, the thing she's doing she gets like basically like blackballed out of boxing and loses Omar Epps as like a fighter. Whoa. And stuff like that. So it's sort of more interesting than I thought it was going to be, but it ends kind of in a generic way where there's like the big fight and stuff. But the movie has an orange juice sequence <laughs> that is one of the most puzzling <laughs> five minute stretches of a movie. So, all right. They're at, like, the weigh-in, and then they at press conference where the boxers are always, like, sniping at each other. And before it, um, like, one of the – the manager of the other boxer goes up to Meg Ryan, and he's just like, you know, the weigh-in's done. You should give your boy a glass of this orange juice. And then she's just like, oh, okay. And then she, gets, she, like, puts the orange juice down, and Omar Epps is about to drink it, and she's like, don't drink it. Don't even smell it. And then he's just like, oh, so then like she takes it and then she goes over to the other boxer and his manager who gave her the orange juice. And then she makes like kind of like a come on to him okay. and they just she gets distracted. And then she does the Princess Bride switcheroo with Naturally. the other boxers, orange juice. Right. And then the boxer shits in the ring because of this tainted orange juice. And then at the end of the scene. She holds up an orange juice carton, kind of like Vanna White, and uh -huh. goes like, ta-da! And then the other manager is just like, you got me! And I'm just like, this is stupid. This movie's bad. I got written into a movie that then people were like, let's film it. Yeah. That's when I knew I would be putting it in the stack to sell back. <laughs> 
Um, anyways, and then I watched <laughs> I watched a couple ninety fours. I watched Blown Away. That needs to, so if you do yeah. further two K replays, right? Yeah, and decide that you're going to sell the movie back. Yeah, uh, it needs to have the orange juice scene. <laughs> Like, what is the orange juice? What is the moment yeah. at which I decided, like, nah, I'm not into this movie? Yeah. There's been movies that I've liked where I'm just like, I'm just not ever going to watch it again. Sure. So, like, Alfie, Shall We Dance? I like those movies, but I'm just like, I'm done with them now. Okay. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch them again. See, that? I, I admire your so. confidence because I'm always like, but what if one day I want to? I better hang on to it and then I have yeah. too many things. I don't know. Like, I've become this – I have this thing where, like, I just <clears throat> want – my essential movies. Yeah, that's great. And then I'll have like movies that I buy because it's cheaper to buy them than to rent them. Right, right, right. And I'll eventually get to them. And then they'll have their day in court. Right. And will they go in the stack? Are they in orange juice? <laughs> or are they an essential? You should taint all the movies that you sell back so that the employees at Half Price Books have to go shit themselves. It felt so good to sell the room. I can't <laughs> tell. It felt like... It's like this isn't a, this is adulting. I'm adulting. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, I want to play a game. We're each going to take a drink of orange juice. <laughs> what if he's gonna poop? <laughs> <laughs> if you can fill that scale with poo, Ew. no. <laughs> before the timer runs out, I will let you go free, and you will learn the price of freedom. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't grossed out by the poo, but once the scale of poo came There's in There's always there, a scale involved in jigsaw well, traps. Know, it's always like, yeah. you have to fill that scale with enough bone marrow. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to fill this bag with enough DVDs to make it worth the trip to half price books. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so I uh, watched Blown Away for the first time in a really, really long time. Okay. Uh, it's it broke my Hopkins streak. Oh no! I love Nightmare on Elm Street five. Yeah. Judgment Night. Yeah. Predator two. Yeah. Really like Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah. The only hitch in the middle is for me is blown away. <laughs> I it's because you haven't seen Lost in Space. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, the movie I like. I wanted it to settle down. Like, <laughs> it's very like just over caffeinated like yeah. the entire time yeah um it maybe is one of the rare times where i think jeff bridges gives kind of a bad performance okay it's one of the times where i definitely think tommy lee jones is giving a bad performance unquestionably um he's worse than two-face in this natural born killers yeah two-face oh, blown away like rank that. those oh, okay um natural born killers number one okay I guess I lied. Okay, blown away too, then Two Face. <laughs> but yeah, there's like w my favorite scene in the movie is that. Um, so Tommy Lee Jones is just kind of bopping around Boston. Yeah, because like, he knows, like you do, when you're a mad bomber, because he's doing the revenge plot against right. Jeff Bridges. He goes to like this alley garage sale thing, and then he sees some kid with like a tinker toy, and he's just like, "Let me buy that from you." And then the kid's just like, "Never it's for me, forever." And then he's just like, 10 bucks. And then he's just like, okay. <laughs> so then, and then the kid's mom comes out of nowhere and she's just like, do I detect some Irish in your voice? And he's just like, yeah. And then. Hi, Tatai, what <laughs> gave it away? Yeah, he's like, I need that ticket toys, Tom. <laughs> um, 
And then she's just like, here's this U2 tape, a dollar. And I'm just like, if you're so hard up where he's yeah, just right. like, he's Irish, right. he needs this U2 tape, just give it to the throw in. Yeah. Why are you charging him a buck? But then he's listening to U2 and building bombs. And there's like scenes where he's like scaring Susie Amos and her daughter on a beach with like crabs fighting each other in a bag. And Forrest Whitaker is all like, I don't even know what he's doing in this movie. <laughs> It's he's, weird. He's 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 uh, not good. I can't think of the word. <laughs> he's a uh, d. What's the fucking word? Anyway, delicious. Nah, he's d's, delicious. D's functional. <laughs> d's. I don't know. And then d's is ghost dog. And then I watched a movie, uh, another action movie from 1994 that yeah. makes Blown Away look like The Hurt Locker. <laughs> That's a low down, dirty shame. Oh yeah, baby. Um, I think it has a really good Jada Pinkett performance in it. I'm She's really fun. Um, and then Andrew Devoff is the villain, and he's pretty good. Yeah. But here's the thing: less so in the Glimmer Man, but definitely in a low down, dirty shame. When I see Keenan Ivory Wayne's, I'm primed to laugh. Sure. And not. To ever think he's cool. Right. And the whole movie is dependent on how cool you think shame is. Yeah. Like, he's Shaft, and he's, like, uh, he's just, like, every black exploitation star rolled into one, and he's right. the coolest. Right. And he's just not. He's just a goof. So, and he's funny sometimes, and, mm-hmm. like, that's my favorite stuff in the movie is when he's allowed to play comedy. But, um, yeah, when he's trying to be an action hero... He's not as convincing to me as like Damon Wayans is as an action hero, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what it is between the two of the of them, but like maybe Damon Wayans can play like character better. Okay, Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah, Keenan Ivory Wayans is just kind of a persona, right? Um, but did, yeah, did you rent that one? Yeah, okay. I just rented it off of Amazon. Okay, but yeah, it's also kind of like really boring. It's a hundred minutes, and it feels like it's like twice that. That was a me and Doug rental in the '90s because we were always looking for the secret success, and mm-hmm. we were like, maybe a low down, dirty shame is like sneaky great, and yeah. it wasn't. No, no, that's it. I'm gonna go take a nap. Now. <laughs> All right, well, I only have a few what have I seen lately because, as is so often my way, uh, 
everything I'm watching is like for other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching a lot of 94s. I'm trying to do 94s only this month. Oh, okay. At least for the lead up to this movie fest. Yeah. Um, we rewatched Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. Which how does it hold up? Nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. In 1995. Yeah. Um, did only five movies come out that year? Because <laughs> I might like it more than you do. It's fine. Yeah. It's not even that I think it's like terrible. Yeah. I just think there's such when you're talking about Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption. I'll include Forrest Gump. I like Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quiz Show. Yeah. I just think there's an insane gulf between those four and then they're just like i don't know four weddings and a funeral it is surprising but it was also sort of indicative of like a trend where it seems like the little british indie that could yeah kind of did, like the full, full monty, monty yeah exactly stuff like that that kind of became a thing they just remade it five years later as Notting hill which mm. i just saw today coming soon to your patreon feed Woo! um Notting hill's a way better movie I I would need to see Notting Hill and Four Weddings and a Funeral again. Okay. But I would take the opposite opinion. Interesting. I'm a fan of Four Weddings and a Funeral. It's fine. I just haven't seen it more than once and in a long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, we rewatched Disclosure. Yeah. Speaking of dog shit. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the best comedies of 1994. <laughs> if you watch it as a comedy... It's fucking good. I guess. Um, I, I'm fascinated. Like, She hits him on the butt at the end. Equality. I mean, the messaging of the movie is insane. And I'm not yeah. just being the guy who like is holding mm-hmm. 90, 1994 movies to 2024 standards. But like, and apologies to anyone who likes it. I know there's people who like it. I miss the time when like we made movies for adults. And adults went to see them. This movie made a shit ton of money. Like, yeah. there's a lot of good things about it. We have big movie stars in it. Demi Moore, though, like... <laughs> it's a terrible character. It's a terrible character. <laughs> She's fine. Yeah. But, like, she makes Ghost. Yeah. And she becomes America's sweetheart. And she becomes the biggest box office... Female box office draw for, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the 90s. Yeah. Um, Possibly the highest paid. But... With the exception of like a few good men, mm. doesn't make very many good movies, right? I mean, you mean all together or just in the nineties? In the nineties, her nineties. Uh, I never like, saw Butcher's Wife or Mortal Thoughts. Um, I kind of like Mortal Thoughts, but it's okay. like, yeah, there was Few Good Men. She had Indecent Proposal, which is bad. Yeah, Disclosure is so bad it's good to me. <laughs> Scarlet Letter, I never saw. Yeah. Striptease is bad. Right. I never saw G.I. Jane, but I think that was kind of considered like a little bit of a comeback. Sure. Um, I like the Ridley Scott of it, but the movie is like just okay. She's in a really good Tales from the Crypt episode she from is. 1990. She is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i just fascinated by yeah, like. I she, never considered her though like an America's sweetheart type. Like I know that she's not Reese Witherspoon, but you know what I mean. Just I, in terms of like she was the person. Yeah, her and Julia Roberts yes. were the top of the. Who of also the had kind of a shitty '90s, and like Notting Hill was like, we'll talk about this on our Patreon show, mm-hmm. but like Notting Hill was a little bit like, hey, Julia Roberts is back. Well, my best friend's wedding. 
Oh, that's right. I yeah. take that back. You got to record the Patreon episode. Uh, we haven't recorded it. Yet. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my best friend's wedding was the yeah. one that was like, oh, holy shit. Disclosure is so funny, though. It's like if, if you had an award for most dated movie for, <laughs> for 1994 movies, it's probably that. It's, I mean, the fact that it ends in the metaverse, yeah. uh, virtual reality, it's... To find a word doc. It's wild. Uh, and just, again, the fact that, like, in 1994, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore were such a draw, yeah. and Michael Crichton's name was enough to get people to the theater to see that movie. I find it so funny that she does all this on, like, her first day at work. I, I, like, I get their, it. Their plan it, like, is filled the with... Game a yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, no, there, there's some holes in yeah. the yeah. logic of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I guess the last one I'll talk about is I rewatched Maverick, uh, okay. which is a movie I really like, and I'm I'm able to sort of suspend the Mel Gibson of it all because mm-hmm. I do think he's good in the movie. He's meant to be charming and sort of rascally, and he's good at doing that. Richard Donner's a really good director. Jodie Foster is unbelievable in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like westerns i like a comedy western that mm-hmm. movie's kind of both really fun performances it's just like a charming movie i just wish it had taken out there's i completely forgot about the scene because i hadn't seen the movie in years there's a moment where danny glover shows up to hold up a bank and oh him and mel, i vaguely remember him and this. mel gibson just like it's like an acoustic guitar on mm-hmm. the soundtrack and it starts doing the lethal weapon like jeez. Oh. And they just like stare at each other and they go, no. And it's like out of a fucking Kevin Smith movie. It's like, how did you leave that joke in this movie? (sighs) The weird Richard Donner verse of it all. Dick's got jokes. (laughs) But I'm ranking all the 94 movies as I watch them. Okay. I think Maverick is currently third. How many have you watched? Ten so far. And this is on your letterbox? Yeah. Where's the page master? Page Master's kind of right in the middle. Okay. Uh, hold on. Uh, let me change the order. One, two, three, four, five. Page Master's six out of ten. Got it. The only things beneath it so far, four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> That's crazy. Disclosure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the Page Master, but I do not think it's Death better wish. than four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> I think it's better at what it wants to be. All right. I get it. Death Wish 5. Yeah. And the movie we're talking about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter from 1994, yeah, which is a great segue into yeah. talking about Street Fighter, the fantasy sci-fi fantasy fuck up, which I consider to be the Thanksgiving of F this movie holidays, <laughs> because F this movie fest is Christmas. Okay, so the February sci-fi fantasy oh, fuck nice. up yeah. is Thanksgiving. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so Street Fighter. Yeah. Let me start by saying. Yeah. I never played the game. Okay. I come to this movie. I, I've seen it before, but I'm just saying, like, I don't come to this movie with baggage where I'm like, I'm so excited to see Guile. Guile. Or Chun-Li. Chun-Li. Balrog. <laughs> or, or, I, I played the game. Um, <laughs> Vega. Right. Doslam. I, Doslam. Now you're just Dalsam. literally having a stroke. <laughs> Blanca. Uh, M. Bison. Right. Ken. Ryu or Ryu, depending on who you I, are. I watched it the other night feeling so bad for Raul Julia because I'm like, he is giving it his all. Yeah. He is 
he comes out of this movie completely unscathed and not just because this was his last movie, but he is just, he's working so hard to commit to this movie, to give a performance that mm-hmm. like is of a piece with what I think Stephen E. D'Souza is trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just like, they made this man do this as he was dying of cancer. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there on set. Maybe they were like, you don't have to do this. Sure. Maybe they said that to him at some point. Um, but yeah, I I mean, that's the, I won't say it's the story of the movie, but like, that's the best part of the movie, unquestionably, yeah. Yeah. like to a person, if you ask them, like, what's the best part of Street Fighter? Unless they're nuts, they would say Raul <laughs> Julia. Um, or the Blanca makeup effect. Or the, oh my God, we'll get to the Blanca <laughs> character in general. Um, yeah, I mean, like, M. Bison in the video game was a really cool character. He was the big bad, so obviously that's why they used him as kind of the main villain in Street Fighter. But, like, Raul Julia puts, like, a spin on it that a lot of actors wouldn't have the humility to do. Yeah. Like, I feel like he just is so game for what it is, and he's having a lot of fun doing it, and you can kind of tell that he... I, I I won't say this for certain, but like it feels like he cared enough about the character where he's just like maybe like I can help you punch up some of this, like some of these scenes or some of this dialogue and stuff like that. Um, for a Stephen E. D'Souza movie, he hasn't directed many movies. I think this was like his second movie that he directed. I want to say this is the only theatrical film he directed. Yeah, it yeah? was something like at the beginning of his career, okay. and it wasn't like really well known. I, I can't even remember the title okay. of it. But um, he was, you know, a really popular writer at the time. He was like right up there in terms of like being prolific as like a Shane Black was. Yeah, like he in was the Joel Silver's genre. guy in the 80s. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think like whether it was time or like the influence of capcom uh determining or like they had to write around van damme or what but like it's a bad script um and it's unusually bad because steven e d'souza is a good writer and um it's also a shame that like this movie maybe kind of broke him as a director because you hear like all the set stories about what was going on and it was not easy I'm sure for him to like wrangle everybody and like get them on point, um, especially when Van Damme was like maybe at his most out of control. It sounds like yeah. But I came to the movie to back up a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, came yeah. to the movie as a fan of the video game because when I was growing up, there was um, you know it was really well reported that Mortal Kombat had blood in it. So I don't know why, but, like, I could watch almost any movie I wanted to, but, like, that was a bridge too far. Interesting. Like, I couldn't place Mortal Kombat at my house because it had blood in it. And I had Sega. So, like, the Super Nintendo version. I know all about this. The Super (laughs) Nintendo version did not have blood, but I didn't have Super Nintendo. I had Sega, and that had blood. So it was, like, no Mortal Kombat. We don't want that. So... My family didn't have any issues with me playing Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, which is the characters in the movie are in that game. And that's how I kind of knew all the characters. And it's really a fun game. Um, it's a really awesome um, you know, set of characters who have like all the, their own like kind of unique gimmicks. So it's like you have a sumo wrestler, you have like 
Zangief is this like giant Russian bodybuilder. You've got a boxer. You got like a kung fu princess lady. You got a military colonel. You know, M. Bison's a megalomaniac and stuff like that. You got Ken and Ryu who are dudes. I mean, like, so I Blanco was awesome. Blanco was like <clears throat> Beast Man. Right. But like he had like shocks and stuff. Like he had like electricity and everything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they were working with like a really good set of characters. And then this movie, which I was excited for, I wasn't excited to the point where I was just like, they betrayed me. <laughs> but like I was excited for the movie because I was a Van Damme fan at the time. And then I was excited about Street Fighter. And I watched it and it felt like very boring and watered down. And. In true February sci-fi fantasy fuck-up tradition, it became a movie that I weirdly, like, had Stockholm Syndrome with, where okay. I'm just like, no, it's good. <laughs> like, I like I know it's bad, but, like, I like it, and okay. I want to watch it all the time. Okay. And it became a touchstone sort of movie for me in the sense that, like, for, like, two or three Thanksgivings in a row, me and my cousin, like, would get drunk and watch Street Fighter instead of watching football. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it sort of, like, went from this thing that I l- kind of was embarrassed about, like, as a kid, but then, like, became this, like, so bad it's good classic. Um, This was the worst it's played in a long time when I watched it again yesterday. And I think I was watching it more from, like, a Van Damme movie standpoint. Yeah. Because I've watched other Van Damme movies not too recent – or kind of recently. Yeah. And just by comparison, it just doesn't hold a candle to any of the other ones. So I was workshopping a theory as I was watching it because I don't love this movie. I want to like this movie. And my memory of the last time I watched it, I wrote an article about this and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And my memory was like, well, Street Fighter is like – the G.I. Joe movie mm-hmm. and Mortal Kombat is like the Transformers movie. And I prefer the G.I. Joe movie because it's silly and more fun. Yeah. And that was my memory of Street Fighter, that it's sillier and more fun. Yeah. It's not that much fun. It's definitely silly. It's very silly. It, it This felt like if you gave Robert Altman the rights <laughs> to Street Fighter and he made his Popeye version of Street Fighter, that's what this movie feels Maybe. like. Um, and like, there's fun to be had, I think in street fighter, but I think the difference, like say by comparison with mortal Kombat, is mortal Kombat is just a tournament movie. Well, it so, delivers like, on what you want exact, from a mortal Kombat exactly. movie. So like, it's got like a template that's like, right. Very easy to get right. Right. Um, and street fighter kind of, I guess gets points for ambition because it's trying to tell an actual story. Um, but there's very little street not fighting. Successful. Right. It doesn't give you what you want. It shows yeah. you the characters that you like, like the Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah. But you don't really get to see, like, the first thing I would do if I was tasked with writing a Street Fighter movie, and again, Stephen E. D'Souza didn't have a lot of examples when he made this movie yeah. in terms of, like, adapting video games, in terms of adapting IP. I mean, there have been comic book movies and that kind of stuff, but, like... He didn't have uh, – now people know how to do this shit. But at the time, the first thing I would have done is sat down and said like, okay, who, what different matchups do we want to see yeah. on screen? And then right yeah. around that. And you get some of them, but like there's like this weird 
like fitus interruptus that happens yeah. a lot of times. So like you'll have like E Honda Zangief was like a core matchup in the game. That's the sumo guy and Andrew Bernarski. Got it. Thank you. And the entire time you're just like, oh my god! Like when they fight, it's gonna be crazy because like in the game they're doing like pile drivers on each other and like flipping each other and stuff like that. It's really cool. Or like E Honda like body slams Zangief and like the ground shakes and stuff like that. And in this one, they're just, like, playing grab-ass. And then at a certain <laughs> point, like, Ihanda's just like, oh, the building's blowing up. I can't play no more. And then he, like, goes. And that's the end of the scene. Right. And then, like, there's a scene where Ryu's going to fight Vega in a cage fight. And then, like, Gaio crashes through the wall with a car and, like, says, like, you're all under arrest. And it's just, like, <laughs> it's, like, fight us, interrupt us until right. the end of the movie where you get everybody kind of shitty. Yeah editing yeah. fights that like there's no spatial sort of i don't know choreography to right, it it's right. just like cut up and i read that a lot of it had to do with the fact that like not most of these actors didn't know how to fight they didn't give them the fight choreographer enough time to like teach them to do more than just the basic stuff so um yeah i mean like it's a movie about fighting that fails Right, fighting. Right, so you you have to have something else, and there's not enough else. So the theory that I was workshopping yeah. is that Van Damme in this movie, in terms of it being like a a bad Van Damme movie, yeah, it reminds me a little of Schwarzenegger in Batman and Robin. Now Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. in Batman and Robin is having a blast. He's, yeah, he's not the problem with that movie. He's yeah. having fun. Yeah, but there's something that doesn't work. When you plug these guys into a larger existing universe and or property, they yeah. almost need to be the show. They need to yeah. be their own thing. Yeah. When you plug Van Damme into something bigger like Street Fighter, he doesn't fit. It doesn't work. He needs to just be the guy carrying his own movie. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Like, I was trying to think of like what his performance reminded me of, and I came up with Simon Phoenix. Okay. Like, I feel like he's just kind of better movie acting in quotation marks. And I, yeah, the Wesley Snipes <laughs> performance yeah. in demolition man, I think is really fun. Yeah. It's not my favorite part of demolition man, but like, no, I, I think it's really fun. Yeah. Um, whereas Van Damme seems self-consciously kind of playing to camera mugging, um, it's very strange, like how ADR'd he sounds. A lot most of, this of the movie time feels ADR'd. Yeah, um, and obviously, like you know, he had substance abuse problems, and like he was having an affair with Kylie Minogue, and he was he famously said, "Like I'm going to show you my Thailand and stuff like that," <laughs> which is like a better movie. Like I want to see like the apocalypse now <laughs> affair movie with kylie minogue and yeah. van damme yeah um yeah i fr- there was like a quote that d'souza said that was like sort of funny he said the cast didn't like the food but they loved the massage parlors and no that sort boy. of like tells you a lot about like the commitment of everybody in the movie it's like it was just a big party like a bacchanal it was like the wolf <laughs> of wall street i want to see the hearts of darkness of street fighter is what i'm trying to say there's a we'll yeah. reference it i'm sure quite a bit but in 2018 
the Guardian published this whole making of Street yeah. Fighter article. Yeah, that's where I'm pulling most of the Yeah, stuff. and uh, everyone should go read it. It's available online. Um, because it's – of course it's going to color the way you watch the movie because you're just like, look at what they were up against. Yeah. And you get why maybe the movie didn't turn out great, you know? Uh, and yet I can't parse why I have affection for it. Like, I know it's bad. And I think of the February sci-fi fantasy fuck-ups. This is the fourth one we've done. I think it's the worst. So we did Spawn. We did Spawn. I think I'd rather watch this than Spawn. Okay. I think Spawn would be above Street Fighter. Okay. But I would put Crow City of Angels and Johnny Mnemonic above those two. Interesting. Yeah, I'd probably go Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. Crow City of Angels, this, then Spawn. Okay. Yeah, with the exception of flipping Spawn. Okay. This, that's how I would go. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I know it's not good and I sort of like can ease my way into the spirit of it better. Yeah. I just am trying to avoid like the dull patches, but like there are, there always is a lot of dull patches while you're watching street fighter. So it's like a good movie to like watch when you're on your phone or like doing something else. So this was a potential in the running for at this movie fest. Mm -hmm. Um, it was going to be this or Time Cop, and you and I were texting about it a little bit. And so I threw this on, got through about the first 10 minutes, and then turned it off because I was like, I can't do this one and something like Terminal Velocity because it's like too much silly action. It turns into B-Fest. Yeah. And yeah. it just I, people will start to think that we're doing all this ironically, and we're not. You yeah. know, I don't like programming movies that I don't like. Yeah. Um, so I was like, no. And then you had the idea of doing this for the podcast, which was great. We still get to cover it. So when I watched the whole thing the other night, I was like, this would have been a disaster to tweet through. <laughs> like there mm. is so much dead space yeah. in this movie. There's nothing to react to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I Yeah. I, I always just thought it would like tip the scales of the irony. Oh, for sure. That would have been problem Thanks. one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to get back to like it being a bad Van Damme movie Yeah, because you and I are like really, really big fans of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Of course. And I, I don't know. I think I, I was talking to Mike about this like several months ago and I was saying like, as I get older, I think the reason why Van Damme's my favorite of all the action stars of yeah. the eighties and nineties is because even when he's, like, silly in something like Double Impact, you could tell that he really cares about how the movie's going to turn out. Like, he sort of has, like, an earnestness, whether it's in character or in performance, mm -hmm. where he feels like the steward of the movie and he's going to, like, will it to whatever success it can have. Even in something like Universal Soldier The Return, which is, like, not a good movie, like, you can tell that he's playing it very sincerely. Okay. And I think this is one of the rare times where he just clearly kind of just checked out and doesn't really care yeah. about how successful the movie's going to turn out. And it's very strange in the um, chronology of his career because it comes right between two of his, to most people, his best movies. It's Time Cop, which is not one of my favorites, but I like it and it's good. And Sudden Death, which is my absolute favorite Van Damme mm -hmm. movie. And... 
it's it's very strange that like even though you know you know he's got like these substance abuse problems like especially in the mid 90s um you look at time cop and sudden death and maximum risk and like he's good despite all that yeah yeah uh, he's good in all of them yeah and they're movies that like aren't winking at you it's not knockoff it's like right that's what like if you were to pair street fighter as a double feature with another movie from his filmography it's definitely knockoff like this feels the closest to that defense wins the game double team is a little bit better than these two uh then which two then knockoff and street fighter i would agree with that yeah 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 so but you know what i'm saying i yes. think that's kind of part of the reason why this one doesn't work is that I just don't think he cares as much as he does in other movies. Because it's not riding on his shoulders, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're absolutely right, and that's kind of what's interesting about a lot of these action heroes. It's definitely true of Schwarzenegger, who would be my favorite, and mm-hmm. then Van Damme is my number two. Yeah. Um, they have a lot invested in their brand, yeah. and so the movies need to work, and they need to work as vehicles for these guys. Mm-hmm. And so they know what works on screen. They know how to play to their strengths. They know how to make the movies that the audience wants to see. Stallone has some of that, but Stallone's eyes were always bigger than his stomach. And Stallone was always in, in interesting ways mm-hmm. trying to stretch and do different things. And yeah, it didn't always work. Um, it's like all just kind of, I wouldn't say never gave a shit, but just he it's not the same yeah. as these other guys. Yeah. So yeah, Seagal always had kind of an arrogance that like <laughs> I mean the other guys do. Like I mean like if you look at like Cobra, I mean like that's clearly oh, oh an arrogant movie. But like yeah, I I don't know. It it felt like it was performance with them, whereas Seagal it was just like a way of life. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and again, you know, he's he's just diluted his brand so much yeah. that it's hard to like him on any level, and he's a garbage person, and yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so for this, for Street Fighter, it's not riding on Van Dam again. He's mm-hmm. just a piece of this larger thing, and it yeah, it it's an awkward fit. It almost I'm not saying the movie would have been better with yeah. a different actor because Van Dam doesn't bring it down. Yeah, he feels almost like. Like if this were a disaster movie, he's like the big star who's right. in it for like twenty minutes. Right. That's kind of how it feels. A and this bit. is a little bit of a disaster movie. <laughs> I, knew, I was I set it up. I knew you were gonna knock it down. But it does have I yeah. mean that size of a cast. Yeah. You know, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and there are like colorful characters pulled straight from the video game. You get Andrew Brynjarski. Mm-hmm. As Zangief, Zangief, you have the Hawaiian guy uh, who uh, like the, the sumo, sumo guy, guy, yeah, who they I like Honda. will play music. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Um, they just don't get to pop in any interesting way. Not really, yeah. And you got like actors who are more than capable, yeah. like West Studi, like could do a lot, right? He has an eye patch. He doesn't have much to do. No, yeah. I mean, like. Raul Julio like kind of makes the most of everything that he's given, but uh, he's kind of the only one who I think, like you said, kind of walks away on. Uns- well, I don't know. I don't think anybody like embarrasses themselves necessarily, except for maybe Van Damme a little bit. It's not. He does a little bit. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's not it's not like the fault of the cast and it's not like Ming-Na doesn't embarrass herself at no, all. No. And she's giving her all. Yeah. But she still feels part she's weighed down by this shitty thing. Yeah. And Raul Julia partly because his scenes are primarily by himself mm-hmm. seems to stand apart from it. Like the movie yeah. sinks but he doesn't. And everybody else goes down with the ship, but he stays afloat. It also never really kind of settles on whose story this is. (laughs) No. Because it's just sort of about, like, war-torn Shadaloo. And, like, there's, like... That's why I said, like, it's kind of like Altman, where it's just, like, (laughs) this tapestry. All the dialogue is... Well, it's not not, not that. Overlapping on top of each other. But it's, like, this tapestry where it's just, like, there's this news crew, and then there's this girl who's in, like, rapid fire, and, (laughs) like, she wants to avenge her father. And then you've got... Like, the stuff with Guile's personal vendetta, but then you've got Ken and Ryu, who are sort of, like, What's Connor, their deal? Yeah, right. I mean... In the game, I don't remember what their deal okay. was, but, like, in this, they're basically just con artists who kind of decide... It's sort of like Jake Lowe in Rapid Fire in okay. the sense where it's just like, well, are you going to fight for something? And then they decide... That's what I thought, fight. but yeah. I... Their turn yeah. happened so casually that I yeah. was a little bit like, were they always good guys? And I, they're not meant to be. The thing is, in the game, like with the exception of like Bison, it's there weren't. I, I couldn't tell in a lot of cases like who the good guys were and who the bad guys were. I think like Sagat, who's West Studi, okay, and um, like Bison were clearly bad guys. Okay, but then there's other characters like. Like the scientist who's held against his will yeah. to make super soldiers like Blanca. Like Who in is the video a game, super soldier. In the video game, he's he fights like he's oh, a okay. he's a fighting character, and he's got he used to piss me off so bad because if you if you had him, it was great. But if you weren't playing against um, Doslam, he had arms that stretched from one end of the screen to the other. So, like, you could be on the far right, and then he could throw a punch uh, from the far left and punch you in the <laughs> face, and you're just like, I have no way of blocking this. <laughs> so um, it's kind of funny what they do with him in this movie where they're just like, you're a boring scientist guy who will sacrifice himself at right. the end for no reason. Right. Because he's just like, I've done so much evil. I'm like, against your will. <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't your fault. And then, but him and like Blank are just kind of like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> They're like, let it cave in on us. The, let uh, me carry white myself. The Blanca of it all. Um, yeah. The actor who plays Ken. Uh, Damien Chapa. Damien Chapa. The ex-husband of Natasha Henstridge. We've talked about this before on, why, on the Species which is podcast. Why I, I, I can't stand him because yes. he has. He was only married to her for one year, but I'm like, that's enough for me to be eternally jealous of you. Sure, and yeah. obviously blew it. Um, Damien Chapa, in his first kind of sequence in this movie, I won't say first scene. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's backstory to it. I don't know. Like maybe it's in the article. He looks more like he's dying than Raul Julia does. He's all like clammy and sweaty and he has these bags under his eyes. And I'm like, does this actor have dysentery and no one was helping him? He saw my Thailand. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just didn't know what was going on. He was and I kept waiting. Parlors. I kept waiting for an explanation. Yeah. Uh, it, he was just dehydrated from being at the massage parlors. I guess. Uh, yeah. it, no explanation ever came. And then he looks healthier throughout the rest of the movie. But in that first scene, I was legitimately worried about him. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He doesn't really do much for me in this movie. Kind of feels gosh, like, no. He kind of feels just sort of like a JV. Uh, Johnny Cage? No. Oh, okay. Not Lyndon Ashby. I, I kept wanting to call mind. him Johnny Cage in this movie. He looks a little Vigo-ish. Okay. But, yeah, he's sort of... I, I forgot. I okay. lost it. But, um, yeah. Oh, no. He's like J.V. James Ramar. Well, okay. Yeah. 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 James Ramar, better movie. Yeah, but he played Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and that didn't help things. <laughs> Which I haven't seen. It's unwatchable. Really? I tried rewatching okay. it like uh, about a month ago, and it just didn't take at all. I'm not really but a I, fan of that other Mortal Kombat movie. I really either. like Mortal Kombat. Like, I like the 95 one a lot. Okay. And then um, I don't think the one that came out a couple years ago is all that bad. Okay. I would I would be excited about a sequel to that. Okay. I think they did a pretty good job with it. I assume um, they'll be making it and then shelving it or well, it's Warner. deleting it yeah, off. It's of Warner the... Brothers, exactly. They'll delete it off the server, right. get a tax write-off. Um, but here's the thing, and this is true of like – it's almost like a criteria of the sci-fi fantasy fuck-up. <laughs> I'll see like the poster – and like the logo art and i'm just like oh i forgot this is bad <laughs> like this is good right like it's still good has there been one i'm trying to think like i think i thought all of them were bad and then was pleasantly surprised by johnny mnemonic mm-hmm. and the rest of them were all like no, this confirms what I already suspected, which is that this movie's not that good. Street Fighter was maybe the closest in terms of like I thought it was better than it was, and then when I watched it for this viewing, I was like, "Oh, there's not much here." Yeah, I don't know. With all of these, I I think Johnny Mnemonic was the only one that I've had like the same reaction that you yeah. did, where I'm just like, "Oh, I don't think this is good." It's like a fa- like a rare Keanu failure for right. like an action movie, right. and then I watched it. I'm like, "No, this is really like." I remember my take on it was that it was like a big budget Albert Pune movie, and yes. that was like my way in. Yeah, and I really liked it on those terms. Um, Crow City of Angels, Spawn, Street Fighter. Okay, I know they're bad. <laughs> I know they're bad, but they're my kind of bad. Sure, like I just I like, get that. I think that Street Fighter is a little bit more boring than the other two. Okay, uh, it's got a little Brosnan in them. <laughs> uh, in it. But uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I maybe it's just t- t- like tied to childhood nostalgia, sure. because of the game, and because I remember seeing this very clearly during like winter break, and I went with one of my friends who was also into the video game, and I remember I was like bored out of my mind, and then I went up to like go to the bathroom or get popcorn or something, and I came back and I had missed the Bison Chun Li scene oh. where she kicks him a bunch of times, yeah. and I was like what I miss? And he's like, you missed the only fight. And I was like, and I I'll always remember. He's like, you missed the only fight. And I was like, Oh my God. When I was watching it, I mean, I was kind of watching it through the eyes of like JB's son, Jake, yeah. who would have been like five ish when this movie came out yeah. and probably really 
enjoyed it because it's kind of a kids movie. And if you play, I don't know yeah, that he was playing Street Fighter at five, but like, yeah. I think he was familiar with the game and liked the movie at a certain age because for the same reason that you and I like the Masters of the Universe movie, because it's just like, mm-hmm. hey, there's the people I know yeah. brought to life and doing things, you know, and like. When you're a kid, maybe you don't care that, like, oh, this is a shapeless mess of a movie that's yeah. not telling an interesting story and Van Damme is miscast and there's all these other issues with it. You're just like, look, Bison is on screen and he's a bad guy and I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't have any of that, again, because I didn't play the game because I was too old for the movie when it came out. Yeah. I came to it later in life. Uh, I want to enjoy it as... A Van Damme movie, but even on those terms, you can't really enjoy the movie. No, it's not a go-to Van Damme movie. It's no. like, yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna pull it off my shelf, it's almost always because I want to watch a bad video game movie. Right. It's not because I want to watch a Van Damme movie. Okay. So, what yeah. were the other '90s video game movies? We had Super Mario Brothers. We had this. We had Mortal Kombat. Double Dragon. Double Dragon, also in 94, which I wanted to watch before this podcast and just didn't get to. Yeah, I didn't have time. Um, I've never I've seen never, it. I've never seen it either. Okay. It's on Tubi. Oh, nice. Um, I think it might be on Freebie and Prime and stuff. Usually too. when stuff yeah. is on one free service, it's on all of them. Yeah. Um, I, well, Super Mario, I think, was kind of the first, unless you're counting, like, well, this is 89, if you're counting, like, The Wizard, but that's tangential. No. Yeah. Um, other video game movies from the nineties. Maybe that was it. Yeah, this looks that looks like yeah, Mortal we Kombat covered it. two. Wing Commander. That was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. I tried it. watching yeah. that and it didn't do much for me. I've never seen it. It's kinda got the same problem as Street Fighter where I'm just like, this is a bad Freddie Prince Jr. movie. And not enough Ming Na. Not enough Ming Na. Which is true of a lot of movies. My Mulan <laughs> always will be my Mulan. Suck it. Live action one, which I paid thirty dollars for. Ooh. That shows you that how the pandemic was going. Where I was just like, thirty bucks. That sounds like a bargain for entertainment. I'll the take trailer it. was good. It is a good trailer. It looked. I still haven't seen it, but yeah. like, it looked like a good movie. They they're so stupid for just like being like, we don't need music, right? I'm like, yeah, it's one of the best <laughs> songs. In, like, the 90s Disney canon is in uh, Mulan. Uh, Anyways. Um, uh, yeah, Blanca is, like, the coolest character in the game. And that's why he's, it's so he's disappointing. He's the only one that, like, that I can picture from the game, yeah. like, just tangentially, like, being aware of. Yeah. So I know what he's just huge and green. He's got the red hair. And then you see the movie and you're like, they didn't even cast that big of a guy. No. Speaking of, like, Blanca's the coolest character... So I saw the trailer for that new Godzilla versus Kong movie that's coming out in March. Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, especially after Godzilla minus one, I'm like, this seems like such a step down. Yeah. But then I went to Walmart this morning because I got up really early and I was just bored. So I, <laughs> I went to Walmart and I was looking at the toy aisle and they had the Godzilla versus Kong, the new Empire or whatever it's called, toys. Yeah. If you told me you would give me $100 to tell me the name of that movie, I would be upset because I would be out $100. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I only yeah. remember because I saw the toys. Um, but there's like Godzilla and then there's King Kong. But then there's like this red gorilla who's like the villain or like a bad gorilla. And I'm like, Congo? And now – and then I didn't know it was like the villain gorilla. Okay. 
I thought it was maybe like a sidekick gorilla. But when I saw that, I was just like, I'm putting all my money on this guy. <laughs> like, not that he'll like win the fight, but I'm no, just he's like, not gonna win I'm like, this guy's going to fucking own Spring. <laughs> I forgot what his name was, but he's the Doesn't red matter. gorilla. But I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, I was, I was this close to buying it. Where I'm just like, he's going to be like the mascot of a February <laughs> sci-fi fantasy fuck All right. Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, something Kong, the new uh, Godzilla times Kong, the new empire. Yeah. Red gorilla. Toy. I should Google toy and see if we can get a name here. Yeah. Here it is at Walmart. Mm -hmm. I see the toy. Scar King with whiplash. Yeah. Whiplash. I think Whipslash is like a thing that's wrapped around his arm. Okay. But Scar King is going to rule Spring. <laughs> Scar Spring. Scar Spring. The Scar Spring Redemption. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Stephen D'Souza yeah. described the movie as a cross between Star Wars, Bond, and a war film. Huh. It worked on all three. It's a cross between <laughs> The Last Jedi uh, die another day <laughs> and whatever shitty war film I can't think of right now. Uh, I can, what's the worst war movie? I have no idea. We were soldiers. Oof. <laughs> At least that's got some stow in it. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter is way better than Street Fighter. The legend of Chun-Li. Oh, never seen that one. It's real bad. Yeah. I mean, I know the Chris Klein clip yeah. that we used to include in every video. Yeah. Uh, but I, when I was watching this movie, I was like, "Really, the journalist has her own legend in the in the she remake?" Does. Yeah, yeah. Um, Capcom loved the movie, and they sure. were a main contributor to the budget. Okay, so obviously, Stephen D'Souza had to serve right Capcom right. in this one. Um, let's see. This movie made a hundred million dollars. Oh, maybe it's the war film because they go, good morning, Shadaloo, because they have their own Adrian Cronauer. <laughs> I also like that the war, so they have that amazing Van Damme speech where he breaks the rules of engagement of Congress and right. it's just like, war anyway, right, right, which right. I'm like, oh, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> um, but they lost their balls. Right. So it's Okay. Um, he seemed this. If you told me this was his first movie, yeah, I would absolutely believe you. Between his like handle our, on the English language, yeah. his performance, his level of comfort on camera, everything about it, yeah. screams first movie to me. Yeah, he doesn't have any. It's like the opposite of like Connolly and Maverick. It's like no poise, right? He's very jittery yeah. and like twitchy and. Even Sticky. the blonde hair is bad. I think this is an ugly movie. I really don't like the look of the movie. I don't it like the cheap. color palette yeah, they chose. Yeah. I don't I think nothing really looks good again except for maybe Bison's costumes who were which were designed by like Marilyn Vance or somebody like important. Mm -hmm. It gets its own credit. Like M Bison's costumes designed by yeah. and everybody else's costumes were designed by Party City, I assume. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Party <laughs> City. 
Um, it's I, a real Party City movie. W- all right. So anytime I'm watching this and I'm like, this is so bad, <laughs> then I'll see like a scene where they bring in like Blanca's IVs and Oof. he's got a green bag that says DNA mut- g- yeah. mutagens. And I'm just like, this isn't that bad. <laughs> I was wondering about the company that's responsible for screen printing DNA mutagens yeah. on plastic bags. And they're just like, no questions asked. Shadaloo. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh. I'm glad that I got to this. Okay. Guile getting shot in the first act. What the fuck? At 12, I was duped. <laughs> really? I thought clearly it was like an executive decision <laughs> thing. I was going to say the same I'm thing. I'm just like, what the fuck? They I'm sucked like, him out I'm of like, a plane. I'm like, John Pankow is going to take <laughs> over the rest of the movie? <laughs> John Pankow becomes the street fighter. Yeah. That's so rewarding at the end of – well, not rewarding, but also kind of creepy and sad at the end of To Live and Die in L.A. bananas. Where he's just like – where they're playing like that amazing Wing Chun wait song and he's just like, you're my informant now. I'm just like, Pankow's corrupt. Pankow's taking over. He's the new Scar King. Yeah, he is Scar King. Um, Pankow, did you watch any of the like deleted scenes? There's a deleted Mm -hmm. ending with William Peterson in the hospital. And it's like that was a, an ending that I think the studio made him. But he got shot shoot. in the face. Yes, I know. But they still were like, but he's alive. His head was red. I know. It was full and red. And Friedkin won. And so the movie ends the way it ends. But there was a version in which he's just in the hospital talking to Pankow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Does he have bandages on? I believe so. <laughs> okay. The first time I saw the movie, I seriously was like, oh, you could do that in a movie? Like, I think yeah. I had to rewind it because I was like, that did not just happen. I rewound it too. It's fucking nuts. It's crazy. Yes. Because it happened so abruptly. And his name is Chance. Do you know why? Because he took a chance. Because his mama took one. Because his mama took one. <laughs> I love Hard Target. Um, let's see. Uh, I like... Some of the lines that Julia has in the movie, like the food court should be larger. <laughs> That's because all the franchises will want in. Right. And that there's some funny stuff. It's like you start to sort of see the movie that it could have been. And that's just, you know, Batman mm-hmm. 1960 or, or 66 rather. Oh, or the Simon Winsor Phantom. Yeah. Or, you know, there's like hints at like a kind of self-aware, mm-hmm. almost spoofing itself. And yeah. that's all the Raul Julia stuff uh, because the rest of it is meant to be taken seriously and it doesn't work. It's it's campy, but like not enough so that it becomes self-aware camp uh, yeah. in a way that can be enjoyed. It's like – Well, it's it, because nobody's on the same page. Nobody was making the same movie. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So – but – there's that's the thing like i think this movie's stupid and terrible and then van damme has the speech where he's just like you know i'm gonna kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard even the bison wallabies are gonna feel it and then i want to run through a brick wall like (laughs) in his honor so anyways um i like there's a line that (laughs) it's all right so this is a movie that invokes the I need a vacation, which is always stupid. There should be a super cut of every movie that does I need a vacation. But Van Damme has one John McClaneism that makes me laugh, and okay. I'm embarrassed that it made me laugh. Okay. It's when he's climbing out of like a hole or something, and he just goes four years of ROTC for this shit. <laughs> and I just think it's funny. I think I missed that. that but that's a, man, a decent line. I think it's funny that a man 
who's a colonel at this point, right. who's like a career military, you know, career soldier, is still invoking right. when he was an ROTC. <laughs> so it's I not just, a bad line. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I um, like when somebody falls on a fuse box or a control panel or TVs and electric current shoots through their body. Sure. I, I like that. I like sure. sparks. Okay. I like sparks and lasers and shit like that. Sure. Um, who has a better showdown? Guile Bison or He-Man Skeletor? <laughs> I will say Guile Bison only because they had the money to film it. Yeah. Because the He-Man Skeletor, if you listen to our Masters of the Universe podcast, like yeah. was shot in a garage after production <laughs> had been shut down. It looks pretty great for being shot in a garage. For the conditions yeah. that they were under, I will I will agree. But mm-hmm. this has like Raul Julia flying around and shooting lightning and stuff, and there's just more production value. So it's like in Jaws when they shot it in the pool in the cinematographer's right. pool. Right. It's like that. It's like that <laughs> level. Um. Zangief has two funny lines. Okay. When uh, Miguel Nunez, who plays DJ, yeah. says, like, you know, Guile's evil. And then Zangief's like, Guile's evil. And he's just like, yeah. He's like, he's like why did you work for him? And he's like, because he paid me a freaking fortune. And then he goes, you got paid? That's funny. Okay. I like when he says, change the channel. When, like, there's, like... The army's about to attack the bad guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he sees yeah. it's on a monitor and right. he says, change the channel. Yeah. I think it's funny in a, ironic, or a sarcastic way. Um, <laughs> so uh, he basically, he doesn't kill Bison, but like he, Guile, you know, puts Bison down, so to speak. Right. And then there's an explosion and he runs away. And then there's like a really terrible ADR where he goes, Bison, you're off the air. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so like such an afterthought. There's a like, lot of uh, this movie was pasted together in ADR. Yeah, and then we got to talk about the freeze frame finale. Oh which boy, is really funny. Oh boy, I love that. So some of them have like great moves, <laughs> and some of them look just confused. But like a lot of it is just like say cheese, right? And they're making po- po- poises. <laughs> You're making po- pose <laughs> poses. Um. But one of my favorites, and I'm just a Kylie Minogue fan, so I appreciate the effort. Yeah. But like, she can't basically get her out of your head. Yeah, I can't. Oh my god, love at first sight. Um, she locomotion. I'm out. I'm <laughs> yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. She just like turns and shows off her butt. Yeah, she just like sticks her butt out, and I'm just like, yeah. But she's like facing forward, and then they're okay. just like cheese, and she's just like butt time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would do too. Yeah, for my final freeze frame pose. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So anything else on Street Fighter? Because I got some better worses and all that uh, fun no, stuff. No, let's do those. Okay. Well, first off, do you have your top five Van Damme movies? Uh, Okay. They're not... I, I don't have them, like, fully ranked. Um, top five would be, I think... I'm just going in order of release. Mm-hmm. Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Double Impact. Okay. Nowhere to run. Yeah. Hard target. Yep. This F this movie fest revisit of Time Cop will determine which oh no, uh Universal Soldier Regeneration. Okay. So Time Cop and 
and and and sudden death not in there right now mm-hmm. and probably should be uh so maybe i should pull double impact out <laughs> <laughs> but i really enjoy his performance in double impact it's like kind of saying. a boring movie but i have so much fun watching him play mm-hmm. the two different parts because uh, okay. he's clearly having a blast making that movie so I think my number five is uh, it's either Cyborg or Lionheart. I really like Lionheart. Uh, number four would be Bloodsport. Okay. Three would be Nowhere to Run. Okay. Two would be Hard Target. One yeah. would be Sudden Death. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a big um, – we've talked about this before, but I'm not a big like tournament uh, guy, tournament guy yeah. so none of his tournament movies are on my list. I hear you. Yeah. All right. Do you want to hear the critics' quotes? Of course I do. Okay. <laughs> so on its opening day, yeah. it said, the only action in town, which is a lie because Drop Zone was out. <laughs> Drop Zone is a better movie. Drop Zone is a better it's movie. It's not my favorite skydiving movie of 1994. It is my favorite, but that's okay because I love Terminal Velocity yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, but Drop Zone is like laugh out loud funny at times. Too. Terminal Velocity is kind of in the discovery slot for this year's FS yeah. Movie Fest, mm-hmm. and I'm people hoping, are gonna have a lot of fun. With I that. hope so. Yeah. I'm hoping to convert some people to that Ditch movie. Brody. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the only action in town. Street Fighter will get you cheering in your seats. Nope. Van Damme rocks and the screen explodes. <laughs> that was. Better quote, the screen rocks and Van Damme explodes. <laughs> the World of Fandom magazine. That's not a thing. Um, and then in its second weekend, it was America's- <laughs> This is no- still out, question yeah. mark? America's number one action movie, It's Street Smart Fun. <laughs> and that was the Atlanta Journal. Oh, these people embarrass themselves. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. This movie was nominated for two Saturn Awards. Okay. The Saturn Awards, I believe, are happening right now as we're recording. Oh, tonight? Yeah, I believe Interesting. so. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it was nominated for Best Science Fiction Film. Nope. So the question is, <laughs> of these nominees, what would you give the award the award to? And then I'll tell you what won. Okay. Okay. The nominees were 94, Stargate. 94. Okay. Body Snatchers. Okay. No Escape. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Generations. Okay. The Puppet Masters. Time Cop. Okay. And Street Fighter. Jesus. I believe Time Cop and Street Fighter split the vote. <laughs> you might be right. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, my gut says Stargate. Mm-hmm. I'll say Stargate. Stargate won. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would give I'm that, happy with that. I would probably give it to Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Body Snatchers. I enjoy it's, No Escape. Body Snatchers is really good. Um, yeah. I just saw The Puppet Masters for the first time. Okay. It is not good. Yeah, I never heard anything good about it. No. Okay, and then Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Uh, the nominees were <laughs> Gary Sinise and Forrest Gump. Okay. <laughs> for a science fiction <laughs> award? Yeah. All right. Bill Paxton and True Lies. James Spader and Wolf. Now we're talking. Raul Julia <laughs> and Street Fighter. <laughs> okay. Richard Attenborough and Miracle on 34th Street. What the fuck are these awards? <laughs> and Robert De Niro and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Are these just the 94 awards? I guess. I know he's not going to win, but it's Spader and Wolf by like a pretty wide fucking margin. I would give it, I'd be hard pressed not to give it to Raul Julia out of sympathy. Yeah. But then I think my backup would be Bill Paxton. 
because he's pretty great in True Lies. I don't love his performance in that movie. Okay. I think it's really, really funny, even though that subplot gets in the way of the momentum of the movie. And I think that's my issue, is I can't get I think around... his performance is good, though. He's good. He's always yeah. good. Yeah. It's, I love Bill Paxton. This sounds anti-Bill Paxton. I don't mean for it to, but I literally just rewatched True Lies today. Yeah. And I can't get around how much he does not belong in the movie, that mm-hmm. character, that subplot... And it just is always going for, like, him peeing himself and just, like, the dumb joke. He brings it because he always Mm -hmm. does, but I can't get around how much I don't like that character and subplot. This Street Fighter performance makes me want to beg for Butterworth. (laughs) Anyways. um, Okay, so I got better or worses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, better it's worse <laughs> than everything. All right, so it's better or worse <laughs> than these sci-fi fantasy movies of 1994. Okay, 94, great year. Okay, American Cyborg Steel Warrior. Never saw it. The Puppet Masters. This is actually better than that. If you put okay. them both in front of me, I would watch this. Uh, Double Dragon. Never saw it. Ed Wood. This is worse. The Crow. This is worse. No Escape. This is worse. Stargate. This is worse. The Shadow. This is worse. Time Cop. This is worse. Star Trek Generation. This is worse. Okay, better or worse than these 1994 action movies? Still a good year for action movies. Okay, uh, the next Karate Kid. Uh, This is worse. Uh, Death Wish 5. Just rewatched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is worse. <laughs> okay. Clear and Present Danger. This is worse. The Getaway. This is worse. Beverly Hills Cop 3. No. This is worse. Uh, Fist of Legend. Well, wait. Okay. <laughs> You're wrong. Because Beverly Hills Cop 3 is the nadir of most nadirs. It's it's bad. I think if you put them both in front of me, I'm watching Street Fighter. And yet so. I'm excited about Axel F. I'm not. Um, uh, I I would probably rather watch Street Fighter, so I take, I'm going to walk back that Beverly Hills Cop 3. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter or Fist of Legend. Never saw Fist of Legend. Street Fighter or Maverick. Maverick is better. Bad Girls. Bad Girls is better. You know why? Stowe? Hot Stowe. Hot Stowe. Uh, the River Wild. Way better. Okay. <laughs> A Low Down Dirty Shame. Uh, Street Fighter is better. Okay. It's been, I haven't seen it since 94. Um, Hellbound with Chuck Norris. Street Fighter is probably better. Uh, Terminal Velocity. Uh, let me think about that. <laughs> they both almost were in the F This Movie lineup. <laughs> they were. F This Movie Fest lineup. Well, one of them is great. Yeah. One of them is Street Fighter. Uh, Drop Zone. Drop Zone is better. On Deadly Ground. On Deadly Ground is better. I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> it's not good, yeah. but it's better. Uh, it's got that early 90s Warner Brothers yeah. going for it. Blown Away. Blown Away is better. True Lies. True Lies is better. Speed. Speed is about even. <laughs> <laughs> the Professional. The Professional is better. I'm so reticent to revisit that movie. Yeah. I want to like rewatch it for my 94 rewatch, but I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll get to it. Um, the Specialist. Oof. I'll go Specialist, but it's not good. I rewatched that last year. I would take Street Fighter over okay. the Specialist. It's pretty bad. Yeah, um, it is. It's like it's a slog. It's no fun. Yeah. Uh, surviving the Game. Surviving the Game is way better. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp is better. Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Never saw it. You should watch it. It's Stephen good. Summers? It's really good Stephen You're Summers. You're a fan, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Um, Three Ninjas Kickback. <laughs> Never saw it. Okay. And then these 90s Van Dams. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Lionheart. Uh, Lionheart's better. Death Warrant. 
Death Warrant is better. Uh, Double Impact. Double Impact is better. Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier is better. Nowhere to Run. Nowhere to Run is better. Hard Target. Hard Target is better. Time Cop. Time Cop is better. Sudden Death. Sudden Death is better. The Quest. Never saw The Quest. I'll take Street Fighter over okay. The Quest. Uh, maximum Risk. Maximum Risk is better. Double Team. Double Team I would rather watch than Street Fighter. I won't say it's better, but no. I would rather watch Double Team. Knockoff. I might go Street Fighter. Legionnaire. Never saw Legionnaire. Universal Soldier The Return. I might go Street Fighter. And Inferno or Desert Heat. I've never seen Desert Heat. Is that the one he directed? No, No, John Avildsen directed it, but it's like a which is insane. It's like a movie that like they all act like doesn't exist. Okay. Um, Okay. So I gotta say, for these '90s Van Dams, I like Street Fighter better than okay. The following movies: I haven't seen Legionnaire or Inferno. Okay. Um, I think Street Fighter is better than Universal Soldier: The Return. Yeah. I think it's better than Knockoff. Yeah. I think it's better than The Quest. Okay. And I think it's about a... I, th- I don't like Death Warrant, so I think it's maybe a little bit better than Death, Death Warrant. Death Warrant's, like, not the best. No. No. Yeah. It's no lockup. It's no lockup. I like lockup. Who's the villain in Death Warrant? Like, the warden? Patrick Kilpatrick. <laughs> Okay. Who's one of your favorite actors? Yeah. Um, Should have been Scar King. I don't King. remember. No, the warden is Art LaFleur, isn't it? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Who I like. Oh, yeah, he's good. But, yeah. He know. shows up in Maverick. R.I.P. R.I.P. Art LaFleur. He was in What's Cooking, the Tales from the Crypt episode. Is he? Yeah. He's I don't the remember cop. Him from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's just like, I got a taste for steaks. <laughs> Kill Judd Nelson. I want steak. I want Nelson steak. That's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. I like Judd Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Have so. you seen the have you heard about the movie where Judd Nelson plays Santa Claus and goes like undercover as a to, businessman? I think they talked about it on like Red They're, Letter Media. That's why I know about it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No, I've heard either. of it through that though. When I saw that that existed, I thought it was something that you would want to track down. Sure. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, did you hear that Blank Check is going to do John McTiernan next? No. I'm excited about that. I am too, although they tend to like stuff, and I like a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but sometimes they come into stuff and like love stuff that I'm just yeah. like, oh, this movie left me cold. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would rather them be like real positive on something than real negative. 100%. But yeah, there are times where I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But there's sometimes, especially if it's movies that I haven't seen, like they're doing the Barbara Streisand series now. And it's like really good episodes. Okay. And I've only seen Yentl. I liked Yentl, but like I haven't seen Mirror's Two Faces or Prince of Tides or anything like that. Me either. And I'm just, but like the whole thing like just them digging into like the barbara streisand of it all is really entertaining so when you said they were doing mctiernan the first movie that popped in my head was like oh i really want to hear their last action hero episode because yeah. that i to me that movie's a mess mm-hmm. some stuff works some stuff doesn't and i'm yeah. always interested in them kind of breaking that shit down mm-hmm. but then my next thought was like oh but they probably like love it and then i'll just feel alienated yeah last action heroes like a more successful version of Street Fighter. <laughs> it's a better movie than Street Fighter. It is, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, Last Action Hero is a movie that like I can almost get there, but I'm always like it's it's always going to be a two and a half star movie yes. to me. Oh, I agree 100%. But like I would much rather We're kind give of alone on that island just I, so you I know. know. I know. Yeah. I know Rob loves it. Yeah. And I've seen it like 
a couple of times in theaters with Rob. It's yeah. weird because like I've maybe seen five movies in a theater with Rob and two of them are Led Red Sparrow. Or... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. Yeah. Did, we did see Red Sparrow. Yeah. yeah. I think we saw John Wick 2 together. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw Slender Man with him. Naturally. I saw Last Action Hero in 70 millimeters. <laughs> Last Action Hero and Demolition Man at the drive Amazing. Or the drive-in, not at the drive-thru. <laughs> drive-thru, you only get to see like two minutes of I, it, and it's not a great way to see a movie. I saw Tenet on the side of a wall. <laughs> on the side of a wall. I'm on excited the on the side of a Wahlburgers. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Tenet to come back yeah. to theaters, because I'm going to go see it in IMAX. Yeah. I hope you like it. I hope I do, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to take Charlie, and he's going to turn to me, and he's going to say, what's going on? I'm going to say, son, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, well, see. We saw Wind River. Oh yeah. Uh oh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oof. No, the second one. No, first one. First one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, Rob, let me know if I'm forgetting anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wind River is like a really good movie that I object to on principle. Like, uh, okay, what about it? The Taylor Sheridan or the Jeremy Renner? Or? The, the Jeremy Renner, like, it's not a white savior character, mm-hmm. but it is like a. Like, I'm the white guy who's an honorary Native American, sort of. If they had just found an actual Native American and cast a real Native American, that movie would be, like, kind of awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. John Bernthal bothers me more than Jeremy Renner. Interesting. It's not Jeremy Renner's performance doesn't yeah. bother me. It's Jeremy just the Renner, way that character is written. Jeremy Renner can be like really good in certain movies. Yeah. So I, even though I kind of take pot shots at him because of like because he looks like a thumb, the main attraction. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. hold on. I gotta say my thing about Jeremy Renner. Oh, sorry. Which you've heard before. Yeah. Is Jeremy Renner looks like he took a hot guy class, did all the extra credit, and barely passed. <laughs> He's the main attraction. Yeah, he's the main attraction. He's the perfect distraction. Um, <laughs> the uh, I hope he's on the I'm menu. downloading yeah. his app right now. Um, I believe no, he is. John, yeah. I think he's like a lot better. Yeah. John Bernthal is just always like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast. Yeah. Um, John Bernthal just is always like dude bro incorporated. Yeah. And I saw him do. I don't know why I got sucked into this. I watched like a three-hour interview that he did with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Nothing you're saying, <laughs> and is I've never sense right now. sat with two people that I've had less respect for at the end <laughs> of three hours. Because like Shia LaBeouf is insane, yeah. and he just sounds like he's like wants to be like a biker deacon now. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's, I don't know. And then John Berth, I was just like, oh my god, bro, you're so great. I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but like, <laughs> I'm just not a Burnthal guy. I I tend to like him and stuff. I do too sometimes, but I yeah. just think that he's like insufferable a lot of times. Did you ever see too. Sweet Virginia? No, it's good. Sweet Virginia, exactly. No, I haven't seen. Uh, it. It's a good movie with John Burnthal. Okay, and uh, and uh, Rosemary Dewitt. I like her. She's great. She's married to Ron Livingston. Of swingers <laughs> coming, coming soon, soon to, to reserve, reserve seating. <laughs> I got plugs and plugs and plugs and plugs. Rosemary DeWitt is uh, underappreciated. She is. I think mm-hmm. she's terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the February fantasy sci-fi fuck-up episode. I'm sorry I was, like, sundowning, basically, Nonsense. the whole episode. <laughs> the kickoff to 1994 month. We're going to have 
extra podcasts. We're going to have lots of 94 coverage at fthismovie.com all month long, culminating in fthismoviefest on February 24th, 10 a.m. Central. Mm-hmm. Do not miss it. Hashtag fthismoviefest. Go to fthismovie.com for more details. Um Follow us on all the regular social media channels. Go to youtube.com slash fthismovie for reserved seating every Thursday. Thank you. It's Mike Month. It is Mike so Month. So you don't want to miss all the Mike shows. We will interrupt Mike Month for F This Movie Fest week, and then we will pick up Mike Month yeah. for a special finale of Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, email us at fthismoviepodcast at gmail.com if you've got show suggestions. We have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash fthismovie. We're doing a 1999 series because that year is celebrating its 25th anniversary. So Rosalie Lewis and I just did Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. Erica and I are going to be doing Notting Hill nice. in about a, the, sometime this week. Um, so check that out. And uh, thanks again, Adam. Thank you. If you're listening to this, I love you. This is Charlie Bromley signing off. And say, thanks for listening to F This Movie. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to F This Movie.